How's it going everyone? I'm the conservative nerd and welcome to the very first video show and I'm just gonna jump right into it. Uh, the first thing I'm gonna talk about is the ongoing WWE fight match between Disney and Robert Santos. So pretty much Governor DeSantis smacked Disney in the back of the head with a folding chair. If you haven't heard already, the state of Florida has voted to end Disney's special district's benefits, which would affect Disney in many ways because of the Randy Creek Improvement Act of 1976 gave Disney self-governing, self-governing, I can't even talk right now, self-governing authority. In an interview with Politico, Chris Leon who is an attorney, said, quote, Right now, Disney can do almost anything a county or city can do except to make arrests, end quote. The act states that Disney is able to appoint the government responsible for regulating its property and can impose taxes on the land and run its government services with the revenue it gains from those taxes. According to Florida politics, Disney has its own fire protection, utilities planning, and security services. So this being taken away from Disney is going to hurt him come next year. And Disney and the left, and, and I'm all for it, because the left and Disney has been cruising for a bruising for a long time now, and that people are just sick of it. They're sick of this constant asinine progressive ideals. And they're pushing right now for the grooming and sexualization of children. Forgive me, because I can't talk right now. I mean, I'm sure you know already and have seen the many sexual innuendos and phallic shapes that seem to show up in Disney's cover art for their animated films. And the left has tried to shift the story with the right and conservatives conflating grooming children with the LGBT in general, and many on the right have denied this. I, on the, I, on the other hand, now I don't... I don't think every gay person is for the grooming and sex sexualization of children, but I think the LGBT as a whole, as a community, is. I mean, just look what's the recent phenomenon with drag kids. And we just had a story maybe a year ago about uh, a dra one of these famous drag kids going into a men's gay bar and pretty much stripping for all these old gay dudes. I mean, it is a... I'm not going to show it here because it's not appropriate, but they're openly rooting for this. And a lot of the things that Florida is pushing right now, DeSantis is pushing for more anti-abortion laws. I think he banned up to 16 weeks, something like that. And also um, following in the footsteps of Texas and making it to where somebody could sue those who transition children, uh, sue them for child abuse, which it's 100% child abuse. If you if you put your child who is underage, under the age of 18, on puberty blockers, you should have your children taken away from you. And I don't say that lightly. 
going to our next story, Syracuse, Syracuse police are under fire over a viral video that captures three white cops taking an eight-year-old black boy to, to a patrol car after he allegedly stole a bag of Doritos from a convenience store. And I'm going to show you the video right now. The boy's father, Anthony Weish, told the Post Standard that police went to his home after the incident and told him his three boys were accused of stealing the chips. Quote, the incident, including the officer's actions and body-worn cameras, are being reviewed. There is some misinformation involving the case. The juvenile suspected of larceny was not placed in handcuffs, and he was placed in the rear of the patrol unit where he, directly, where he was directly brought home. Officers met with the child's father and no charges were filed, end quote, the police added. So, yeah, as you can see with the video, um, this child is absolutely terrified and a few people are at fault here. And none of which are the officers in the video. And you want to know whose fault it is? It's the mainstream media for and, and the black community as a whole for pushing this narrative that vilified police officers for years at this point. So this is all what the these little kids are being fed when they're growing up through social media and their the people in their community that white cops are the devil. And you can see on this poor kid's face that he thinks he's going to be murdered. Like he he doesn't think he's going to be going home. That's how terrified he looks. And they, they portrayed cops, specifically white cops, as cold-blooded killers. I mean, the cops in this situation, I think, handled it exactly the way they were supposed to. I mean, they didn't put the kid in handcuffs. I mean, it was a bag of chips. It, it wasn't that big of a deal, but they put him in the squad car and took him home. I mean, there's nothing controversial about this. And this wouldn't even made headlines if the cops weren't white. And the kid wasn't black. If the races were reversed, never would have seen the light of day. But the mainstream media and ha they got to get the clicks. So how I mean, how do you suspect a kid become to grow up and become a functioning member of society when they are fed, being fed throughout their entire childhood that society doesn't want them and is working to actively kill them. Uh, that that's has to take a toll on the mental health of these children growing up. And and the repercussions are, are going to be really bad. And like I said, it's the fault of the black community as a whole and the mainstream media. It's it's not the cops. And I, I honestly feel bad for this little kid because he's been lied to and a lot of little black kids have been lied to. So this can't end well. Going on to our next story. This is a column from the Herald Times by Paul Shriver, a guest columnist. Firearms have no place in civilized society. We should repeal the Second Amendment. Constitutional carry, what a euphemistic newspeak concept, passed to the governor for signature a day ahead of announced schedule, depending largely on his political ambitions, not merit or lack, for passage. 
the next probable and equally logical step, unregulated firearm ownership for every man, woman, and child in America. I mean, sounds pretty good for me. Already, neighborhood and school shootings are commonplace. Ghost gun kits and plastic 3D copier homemades are becoming ubiquitous. And doorbuster big box rushes follow every historic media saturation of mass firearm attacks and the Indiana legislator wants gun ownership to be unregulated. Biden and the anti-gun lobbyists quote, pussyfoot around the real issue, the right itself. Ooh. While insanities are amok and lunatics run the asylum, we seem precariously balanced on the fragile tipping point. The time seems right and essential for a total reboot of the only sensible solution to the gun violence problem. In quotations, gun violence being a redundancy. Firearm use, by its definition, is a violent act. A homicide when a human is the recipient. Excuse me. It has no place in civilized society. Nothing ever invented is easier to obtain or more lethal with less effort than a firearm. No reasonable person could possibly imagine that expressing one's feelings or opinions with a bullet could be equally, uh, could be equivalent, equivalent, sorry, I can't speak, to free speech or even exist as a right on the same piece of paper. The only real solution must begin with the repeal of the Second Amendment and it's in, in its entirety without delay. And it might be re-wit, rewritten in clear language as a privilege to be strictly regulated. The details to be worked out later by usual democratic means. This would include specifics to legal and responsible, uh, re- sorry, responsible, reasonable legitimacy of uses, manufacturers, sales, types, and related products, as if those don't exist right now. In the interim, of course, all guns and current ownership, manufacturer, storage, etc., would need to be recalled, and if not re-legalized, eliminated. Some current types and uses would be restored, regulated, and licensed as appropriate with little real inconvenience. I'm, oh, sure. <laughs> little real inconvenience. Uh, that makes sense. Thus, this idea is not anti-gun per se, nor in any sense extreme. Sure, repealing a constitutional amendment isn't extreme at all, guys. Trust me. Personally, I would not recommend self-defense either by preemptive or counterattack as an appropriate use. As there are many effective and less lethal options, of course, under the new laws, it would still be true, note the words, still be true, that, that if some guns are outlawed, only outlaws would have guns. But non-compliance would make possibly you formerly law-abiding citizen, one of them, now wouldn't. And good luck with that. I don't, I don't understand this guy's point here. In closing, I remind the reader of the playwright Chekhov's quote. Quote, If in the first act you hung a pistol on the wall, then in the following one it should be fired. Also, he who lives by the sword, etc., end quote. Meanwhile, I and my personal gun, locked, no bullets, single action, and not very accurate, 
uh, and therefore little threat, remain very truly yours for peace, goodwill, and universal disarmament in our times. Well, that's a doozy. I'm guessing the universe threw in an extra chromosome when this guy was being conceived. Quote, never invented is easier to obtain or more lethal with less effort than a firearm. Are you, are you sure about that? <laughs> I mean, I love how these people pretend that killing people just didn't happen before China invented black powder. I mean, blunt objects kill more people than rifles in the U.S. annually. And you can go to literally any hardware store in America right now, no license, and buy a hammer. And, I mean, kill somebody with it. I mean, it's, it's a hammer. It's a blunt object. I mean, more people are killed with fists and feet than rifles per year. And you were born with them. I mean, just like the right to self-defense. But that's a... I digress. <laughs> But what happens when people don't go along with recall and many wouldn't? Would you charge them criminally? I mean, this author doesn't specify which guns he would, in his words, re-legalize, but I'm going to assume he's talking about the AR-15, which most gun grabbers do. That's the first thing they go to. But I think every gun, if they were being honest, every gun but hunting rifles and shotguns would be affected if morons like this were in charge. So, I mean, at least he's being more uh, more honest than most gun grabbers. I mean, if he, well, he, if he was 100% honest, he'd stick with his original statement and just outright ban all firearms. But, I mean, a tyrant can't be completely open at first otherwise he'd never become get in power in the first place so he also says he wouldn't recommend self-defense either as appropriate so he's not only a tyrant he's a pussy i mean how can you not see self-defense as appropriate i mean unless i mean unless you're a sexual predator you should want Everyone to be able to defend themselves, defend themselves, especially women. I can't tell you how many videos I've seen of attempted kidnappers get plugged by the women they were trying to kidnap, and it's I smile every time. It's great. I love those videos. So, and even the CDC shows that there are two hundred thousand to between two hundred thousand and two million defensive uses of firearms per year, and just. Those numbers alone tell you that guns are needed. The world's a violent place, and turns out the guns a gun's a pretty good deterrent against being robbed, raped, killed outright. I mean, they're pretty nice. So if the day ever comes where the Second Amendment is cut, we the people will exercise one of the primary reasons the Second Amendment was put there in the first place, and that's to deal with a tyrannical government. So, and this author, I might, I might add, just a, just a little tip for the author. I probably wouldn't tell everyone that you don't like defending yourself and also the only gun you have is a semi-automatic revolver. That's single action, unloaded, and in a locked safe. 
you, you're kind of making yourself a target there, buddy. So might not want to do that. Moving on to our next story. A man has died after setting himself on fire in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. The incident happened on Friday night. The Supreme Court spokesperson, Patricia McCabe, said that there is no threat to public safety. Excuse me. The man lit himself on fire in the plaza in front of the building around 6.30 p.m., according to McCabe, minutes after he was airlifted by a helicopter to a local hospital. Police said on Saturday that the man died from his injuries. The Metropolitan Police... Police Department identified the man as Wynn Bruce, a resident of Boulder, Colorado. McCabe said that no one else was injured in the incident. The D.C. police are investigating the death. Uh, Creedy Kanko, I'm butchering that name, so I apologize, a climate scientist for the Environmental Defense Fund and a practitioner of Zen Buddhism, said that the, she was friends with Bruce. She took to uh, to Twitter to claim that Bruce's death was a planned act of protest and that he had been planning for a year. The incident occurred on Earth Day. This is the quote from Twitter. This guy was my friend. He meditated with us. This act is not suicide. This is a deeply fearless act of compassion to bring attention to climate crisis. We are piecing together info, but he had been planning it for at least one year. I am so moved. I mean, I think this guy needed maybe some more, some better friends, more friends and better friends, and maybe a straight jacket. So, I mean, this story on his face is pretty sad. This guy felt like the only way to get people to stop cows from farting is to kill himself. It's pretty sad. Now, like I said before, I do believe that the climate is constantly changing, and yes, humans are having an effect, but we don't know to the extent of that effect. But I will say that I don't prescribe to the idea that Earth will spontaneously combust because of emissions. And the, the issue, why I bring this story up, is this climate extremism is a real dangerous mindset to have. And... If you take this mindset to the logical extreme, it, it calls for the open extermination of the human race. I mean, that's the that's the very end conclusion to extreme environmentalism is that humans need to go. So and that's a like I said, an ideology that we need to we need to fight because I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so I'm going to move on like that didn't just happen. Going to, I mean, there are a lot of th dumb things to die for in life, but this guy picked probably the dumbest way to die, in my opinion. So, our, one of our last stories, Jason Momoa is to star in an adaptation of the one, one of the most popular video games from the kingdom of Atlantis to the deserts of Arrakis. Now Jason Momoa is setting his sights on the video game realm, expanding his relationship with Warner Bros. The actor is in the final stages of negotiations to star in the studio's Minecraft movie. You, you heard that correctly. 
Hollywood Reporter confirmed that filmmaker Jared Hess, the Napoleon Dynamite fame, in quotations, will direct the project, which is based on the popular, excuse me, video game from Sweden's Mojang Studios. Can you imagine Jason Momoa, of all people, starring in a Minecraft movie? It might be the best, worst thing ever, but I'll probably just, I'm going to go see it just for the comedic factor, because seeing Jason Momoa mine dirt for two hours looking for diamonds, I mean, will be pretty funny, I'm not going to lie. And our very last news of the day, as of this recording, the news just dropped that Elon Musk has officially bought Twitter for $44 billion. And this is amazing. I mean, talk about screw you money. I just like to be in a room with that much money, let alone be able to spend it. Elon is now the sole owner of the company, but what that actually means for Twitter's future, it remains to be seen. A lot on the right want Elon to immediately reinstate Donald Trump's Twitter account, but I think the first thing... The first thing that Elon needs to do is take care of the growing pedophile communities that's kind of permeated the undercroft of Twitter. And if you didn't know, they call themselves MAPS. Nowadays, it's, it stands for Minor Attracted Persons. And there's an entire community growing and festering on Twitter. So I think all their information, should, their, their accounts should be blocked, of course. And their information should be sent to the authorities because I don't think uh, pedophiles have any or should have any space in the public square. So I believe we should do that and probably reinstate Trump. Uh, I think that would be a real good step in the right direction. Uh, And that's about it. So... I hope you have a great rest of your day, and thank you so much for tuning in and now watching the show. I hope you really enjoyed. Um, This is my first attempt at a video show, so forgive me. It's not going to be perfect, but I hope you subscribe here on YouTube. Also, this show is going to be going up on Rumble here pretty soon, so I'll let you all know on the social media platforms when that's official. And, well... Uh, If you enjoy the show, please go leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. That really helps the show out with the algorithms. Also, go follow our Facebook and Instagram pages. And, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And remember, not all nerds follow the herd.